brethren, your places. And cue the fluffy. Good evening, good morrow, and good morning, all you wonderfully magnanimous bastards out there. Now, I'm sure you've, you've noticed that the ground is faded quickly from black to white, and the fluff is abound, but it's not me, though it does take one to know one. Welcome to the studio, Brother Fluff. How are you doing today? Oh, what is happening? So, Moe to brother, thank you for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Don't you think I've been I've been creeping in your lives for good reason, purpose, <laughs> and intention? Oh, I feel sorry for you. There's not much to creep on there, but <laughs> I do appreciate all the love and support. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. So, well, one, just to, 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 to catch the audience, those peeping toms and uh, voyeurisms, up to speed what we're oh, doing in this this chat this is our interview with the master series we've had a few of right. them come up now and brother you're going to be our eighth uh lucky candidate hey. to have stumbled now down into into the smoke lounge so one thank you for that nice thank you thank you for inviting me it's a it's a complete honor uh i'm not gonna lie the day that you asked me i happened to be watching uh brother tyler's widow mijo's uh interview that you did with him by complete happenstance. I was just watching it and then uh, got the message from you on TikTok. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I'm doing it. I'm See, doing I, it for sure. I, I told you I was watching. I was just waiting. I just needed to know. I was just, just like, okay, go. Send got, you, got your Illuminati goggles on. <laughs> Only way. I got them from Conspiracy Cow. He sells them. They're quite efficient. <laughs> well, well, to be honest, I, I, I'm always excited for these chats and these conversations because right. they allow us to really start to to capture the unique archive of each individual Mason. And you know, I'll be honest, our views may be low now, but we're not worried about now. What no. we're capturing and what we're creating is, in, is a record where we're yeah. opening up that archive so that all of those curious parties, so that the dipshits like us who come to the craft in the future are able to see other beautiful bastards who've followed and found that same path and not feel so alone. They're like, I'm a little bit different. <laughs> You know, that's probably the most eloquent way that I've ever heard it put. <laughs> I have to admit, that is beautiful. And it's like I say in all my lives, you know, I don't care if I have a thousand viewers. Honestly, I don't like having a thousand viewers. It's way too much to keep up with. But I much rather have 200, maybe even down to 30. I mean, honestly, some of the best conversations happen whenever you're just kind of one on one with the person, you can focus on them. So if you're watching this, and you're you're the first viewer welcome thank you i hope we share share some light and give you some good information because that's what it's about Absolutely. sharing the light sharing that light despite both of our uh, stupidly pale complexions we try to spend <laughs> as much time in it as, as we can right <laughs> get some of that vitamin d <laughs> <laughs> now hey speaking of vitamin d what i want to know dear boy is what brought you to the crowd? Talk about the big light, the illuminating oh. force, right? All of us, we came from very different places. Myself that especially, is... but you, Fluffy Boy, what brought you here? How can we stand that, at such a point? That is a really loaded question. And I'm gonna have to start from the beginning on this one. So uh, I'm, a, I'm kind of a history nerd, not gonna lie. I love history. I've always loved history. American history, uh, Civil War history, especially texas history because i am from texas i uh, got to remember the alamo every chance you get uh, and uh my grandfather he was not a mason um uh, but he was really big into that history with me so he understood that the freemasons had a part in the revolution they had a part in the civil war and so we'd always talk about it and we you know his favorite movie happened to be national treasure so, you know, we had some of the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we had some of the, the uh, Nicolas Cage references going on. Well, I always asked my grandpa, I was like, hey, how do I become a Freemason? He's like, well, you can't. There's nobody in our family who is a Freemason anymore. His grandpa, so my great, great grandpa was the last Freemason in the family. And he did inherit his ring. He had his ring and all that. He was a 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason. Uh, he died in the 60s. He was such a big guy, like just physically huge. He was uh, probably about six foot five, six foot six, weighed over 300 pounds. And uh, when they buried him, he was buried in his in his Masonic apron, of course, and all that. 
the casket collapsed underneath him. So the last image that my family had of this guy is his Masonic apron going whoop right up as he fell into the hole. Got a free funeral out of the deal, but that, you know, that's where our uh, Masonic lineage stops. So my grandpa, he was like, no, we don't have any blood. Uh, we don't have any Masonic blood. There's no way you can ever join Freemasonry. So this is probably early 2000s, 2004, 2005, 2006, somewhere in that range. And we have this new thing called Google and Ask Jeeves and all that good stuff, all these search engines coming alive. And I would typically get on there after a drunken night and uh, search what is Freemasonry. The answers that we had back then are very different from the answers that we have today. I was like, yeah, do, do, do tell. I mean, what, yeah. what is Freemasonry yeah. from the 19 or whenever that may have been to, to today? Very right. different responses on the Googles. Right. I mean, I remember when I first looked at it in Wikipedia and there was like two paragraphs, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Fraternal Club came from England. Exactly. Uh, covered in, in mystery and conspiracy, right? But never went into any of that. So you would you would hear about it and you would see these things, but there was not, there wasn't enough to really persuade me that there was anything evil or crazy going on. It was just like, hey, these presidents were Freemasons. Um, this uh, this group from England were Freemasons, you know, and it would just kind of go into that kind of thing. So I study it, not a big deal. Well, one day, uh, my grandpa was really my best friend, and we really went into all of that together. And in 2018 he passed away really a low point in my life like i i lost my best friend every we we lived maybe half a block away from each other oh, wow. uh, he'd lived in that house for i think almost 17 years and then i bought a house in the same neighborhood i'd lived there for nine years uh in my past life I, you know I, I have an ex-wife i'm divorced and all that stuff so what what does a, a young single bachelor go do he goes hangs out with his grandpa and we watch history channel and ancient aliens and all that crap for you know 20 hours at the night when we can't sleep and so after he passed away i really just lost that that spirit you know uh i lost my job at the same time i lost my dog <laughs> my church closed down Jesus. uh yeah i mean it was just everything was just going bad everything everything good in my life was going bad i did have I did get remarried uh, and I have a beautiful wife and I did have a, a great kid, but I'm having to take that beautiful wife and move her in a 33 foot travel trailer because I lost the job. So I'm going to have to lose the house now. Right. Yeah. Terrible, terrible amount of depression over my life. Started a new job. Wasn't getting paid right. Uh, could never catch up on any bills or anything like that. And so one day I'm sitting in my office and I just, I'm trying to push myself as much as I possibly can. I'm, I'm on, you know, LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, I'm on all of these social media platforms like, hey, come buy something from me, please. Networking, engaging, exactly. moving, you're active. Exactly, um, I'm being active in as much networking as I can possibly be. So of course I get one of the infamous Illuminati scams, right? And that scam said, join the Illuminati. Earn fortunes, gain fame, just dial this WhatsApp, num WhatsApp number and uh, contact the Grandmaster for recruiting. Okay. Oh, the Grandmaster deals with yeah, recruiting. The Shit, Grandmaster. Maybe, maybe we're doing it wrong. I think we are. I think we are. Um, so I knew it was a scam. I mean, obviously, I, I, I work in technology. I know what scams are. I usually keep my grandma safe, right? So right. <laughs> I, uh, I contacted a friend that I knew was a Freemason. And I just said, hey, you guys need to really work on your recruitment because this isn't working for me, right? You can't get me. I can't even join Freemasonry. And when I said I can't even join Freemasonry, he immediately responded, what? And I said, yeah, I'm, I can't join Freemasonry. I don't have the bloodline. I don't have any way to get in. The last Freemason was my great, great grandpa. I'm out. My family can never be Freemasons. And he contacted me and I'm going to break a fluff rule here. He said, Zach, that's my name, by the way. He said, Zach, you're a good man. And I know you believe in God. Do you want to come have dinner at Lodge? Well, yeah. 
And so I joined, or I didn't join right then. I did go to Lodge and, and uh, I had a great time. And what I ended up finding out is like several of my friends from high school, then way, way back were members of this Lodge. No and there shit. were a whole bunch of guys that were young in my age. And I say young, you know, I was 34, uh, but young is a state of, of mind. Exactly. Whole bunch of guys my age. And I mean, I just had a great time at that dinner. And I was like, this is something I want to be a part of. This is something that I think I need in my life. So I went back home to the trailer, got in it, saw my wife. And I said, hey, babe, I'm going to become a Freemason. And she said, okay, do I have to do anything? I said, I don't think so. And she said, all right, have fun. Shit, sweet. That started the process. <laughs> that literally started the process. So an Illuminati message got me to pull the trigger and come and ask. Ooh. I see, but I love that. I love that, especially because, you know, you look at like if all things are light, right? It's mm -hmm. about how they get reflected, refracted. And to see mm -hmm. that you're like, nah, that's some bullshit, but let's let's get into the real shit. Like I've seen yeah. shit, let's go. Yeah. So how did you, so, okay, then let's let, let, take take me into you, mm -hmm. your first, taking your first degree. Well, you know, oh man. That moment, what was that like? Golly. How did you come into it? Boy, that first degree, I almost bolted. I'm not even gonna lie because I am a very devout Christian right i am i i don't do anything without thoughtful prayer uh my my whole religion story is a little crazy uh, i had one set of grandparents that were church of christ which is very very conservative i had one set of grandparents that were um episcopalian which is very very liberal uh i was raised as a southern baptist because that's what you do in texas and you know um i grew up in the southern baptist church but then all of a sudden i'm going to non-denominational non churches i'm going to pentecostal churches i'm actually studying in a bible church which is a uh or a bible theology school which is a uh, dispensationalist uh type of church you you take it by chapter by chapter and so my faith is all wrapped in all this whole whirlwind here and all of a sudden i do the number one rule which i knew not to do and I YouTubed Freemasonry and I started Ooh. seeing things. I started seeing those things and I, I, it, it hit me the day of my initiation. Like I'm, I'm three, four hours away from initiation and I see that and I'm just like, my heart starts racing and I'm sweating and I take a shower. You know, I, I actually went and bought, I tell, I tell all, if you're an entered apprentice or somebody about to initiate on this, number one rule, wear clean underwear. That's all I got to say on that. Just wear <laughs> clean underwear. So, you know, I took a shower, put on clean underwear, cut my fingernails, cut my toenails, brushed my teeth. I'm getting all presentable and everything, and I can't get over it. And so I'm like, man, the things that I've seen on YouTube, these guys are crazy. What if it is Satanist? What if, what if it is a cult? What if I walk in there and they unveil like some weird goat head that I'm going to have to worship now? And so I called my preacher and I wasn't going to his church at that time. Uh, but, you know, everybody has their, their mentors in life, right? Yeah. You got your teacher. You got your your uh, your coach. This was my preacher, right? The preacher that I know and I trust the most. And I texted him. And I said, hey, brother, if I become a Freemason, am I going to hell? And he was like, no, absolutely not. Uh, we have several Freemasons that go to our church. Uh, I bet you're going to get to know them pretty soon. Sure enough, I would get to know him, but his confidence in me kind of helped me smooth that out a little bit. But I was still very prayerful. I was still very watchful. I made it. I made kind of a vow with God. I was like, if I go in there and I see anything that doesn't align with what you want me to do, I'll bolt. I'm out. I will stand up and get out. I don't want a generational curse on my family. I don't want anything bad to happen to me. I want to follow your will and your way. So I show up. And I am visibly shaking. I mean, they're like, hey, man, just calm down. It's just a degree. It's like, oh, yeah, once you're on that side of it, Joe, it's like, <laughs> just, just don't worry. And you're like, I don't know. I don't even know if I like goat. Like, yeah. Look. I'm like, you guys, y'all stop. That's what a devil worshiper would tell me to do. Just calm down. It's just a degree. Yeah. No. And, and it got, it just got to the point where I was like, okay, it's time to go in. So, you know, they're preparing you. They're reading stuff to you. They're letting you know what's happening and all that. And it's just one of those funky things. It's like, okay, are we going to do this? And sure enough, boom, conductor leads me up. Here we go. And I absolutely fell in love with it ever since. And, you know, one of the big things that got me, I think I was looking for it a whole bunch. 
the my top signer who happened to be my best friend since 1999 or one of my best friends since 1999 he conferred my entered apprentice degree no shit so hearing his voice on the outside of that door it was just really soothing to the heart and then coming into the room and hearing his voice and you know mr candidate mr candidate mr candidate and then i do the obligation and all of a sudden it turns into brother and i've called him brother for a long time i've called him brother since 1999 but to hear him say brother on may 30th 2019 I mean, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right oh, now. Like, I was say, like, I mean, like, my camera's yeah. shit, so we can't see it, but they're there. <laughs> I mean, that was the moment that changed everything for me. I knew I was in safety. I knew I wasn't doing anything against God. I could feel that support. You know what I mean? You instantly oh, yeah. feel that support, and everything started coming to light. I mean, it just, it changed. That's crazy. I mean, what an honor to be able to have a friend and such as to have a, a known friend, a known champion. And I'll be honest, I so I use the term and use the term brother. Like I would call everybody brother, man, especially bef before I was a Freemason, before I knew yeah, anything yeah. about like I had that kind of connection to it. But I'll be honest, the fact that like the way that fraternal greeting is used. Oh, yeah. so, hey, brother, I hear it. I'm like, I know you, you know, like it immediately yes. like it's this. Yeah, I mean, you don't know you don't know what that means, especially when you come when it comes to Christianity. There's a lot of mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of symbols within the faith where they talk about uh, the relationship to God to use. And oh, always, yeah. there's this intimate relationship of, you know, you've got the parent and the child. But where I would, could, could always most closely connect to it was in the friendship that Christ mm -hmm. had to be to all of these dope ass apostles who he managed right. to, to trick out of there or wherever. Right. right. Like, I just I got to think, like, how cool would you have to be? How, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Insert dude from Full House, who's just as sexy as can be. Oh, uh, I keep on, but Uncle Jesse? Uh, yeah, Uncle Jesse. What's his name? Uh, John Stamos? John Stamos, right? Yeah. I imagine Jesus had to rock, walk in with Yeshua, however we will call him, whatever, had to walk in with some John Stamos right. level big dick energy to right, be able right. to, to, I mean, be like, yo, come, come leave everything you're supposed to do and, you know, Come figure out what you're supposed to do. And yeah. it always was this real quick. It was a friendship relationship. Mm -hmm. At least, at least that was what you could visually visibly observe. And so right, you right. experienced that in Lodge, it immediately aligned a lot of the really powerful relationships there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's insane. It, it's insane. And can I touch on that a little bit? You mind if I yeah. kind of go off the deep end just a little bit there? At first, baby. Because let's you go. said something. You said something kind of interesting. You know. Uh, we use brother a lot, especially in the South and especially in Texas. I'm going to most likely 99% of the time, I'm going to call you brother. It does have a different meaning when I know that you wear one of these, when you represent this completely different meaning. How is, how insane is it that when you call another follower in Christ, like your same religion, you call him brother, but yet you have the saying in churches, don't do business with people in church. Don't do business with people in church. Don't do business with people in church. Why? Because they screw you over. But you come into the brotherhood. You come into this fraternity. And you have men that you don't even share the same religion. You don't screw over brothers. Fuck no. And it is known. You don't screw over their families. You don't screw them over. And mm -hmm. I mean, how disheartening is that? And, and that's a big thing for me because I am a devout Christian. I love Jesus Christ. It, it is what it is, but I don't do business with people in church and I will do business with a brother every any day. day, any day, big city facts. So maybe when we go up there and we get baptized and we declare our faith in front of everybody, maybe, maybe we do need to have an obligation and we need to take that obligation and have it enforced. I'm just saying, you know, but I think there's, I think there really, there's a lot to that. Right. And I think that, that, I'm obsessed. So, so I was a Christian in my youth, and as right. I developed into my space, I'm currently a, a, a I'm a high ritualist. I'm a ceremonial right. magician, if nothing else. Right. And in such a space, I don't. We can't talk anymore. We don't. We don't like each other. No, no, no. Get out. Of here. <laughs> no. And so there's this unique. Um, there's this unique energy when you look at where the the most powerful relationships have been created. When I look at the bonds in church there is a there's a building that supports it 
but then there's a foundation beneath it. And unfortunately we can't see in the foundation and all we see no. is the building. So when yeah. you're looking at like, why does the roof keep falling down? Well, it's like, because bitch, you can't see the ground. You don't know what's actually holding it up. And yeah. when I started getting into the root of my faith and connecting into what was the core, I'm like, well, shit, if I took away all of the things that are culturally or historically relevant within Christianity mm-hmm. and I pull those out, it's Freemasonry. They yeah. use different symbols, but I mean, like, yes. you know, you, if you do the same with both, right? If, if you mm-hmm. pull out both of those historical and cultural symbols and you just look at what are they telling you? What are they teaching? Yeah. Boom, it's, yeah. It's, and so I was able to come back home to a certain degree. I was able to mm-hmm. go lodge really, like, it opened up a lot of mystery and mysticism about the Bible and in the idea of King Solomon's temple in this building. Like, I really, right. it, it made me a more magical, magical fucker by, by really looking at those different parts. But isn't that insane? Because we don't talk about religion in Lodge. No. Isn't that nuts? How your how your spirituality can just transform from in-the-box thinking. I, I look at it as tunnel vision. I go into a church, I know what my focus in is. It's on it's on worshiping God and it's on, you know, converting people, right? That's the focus. That's what you're supposed to do. Discipleship. Yeah. But whenever you realize that God is love and you show up to a lodge. And whether or not the lodge, you know, 90% of the Masons in Texas, they're going to be Christian. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. But we do have brothers of other, other faiths. And when you see them interact and love each other, and you realize that God is love, and that they're giving love, that must mean they're giving God. So it gives you that outside-of-the-box look. And you're like, wow, this is what it looks like. This is what mankind can do when we work together. Okay. And it's insane. Let's best build on that one because that's where it gets real, real, you know, real sexy. Is because you're talking about, um, you know, they're what people are giving. You know, they're giving God, and inevitably, yeah. when we showed up destitute at a point yeah. of uh, creation within our lodge, mm-hmm. we were asked of something and unable to comply. Yeah. And in such a point in time, we are given God. The first principle that we're we're seeing exemplified exemplified this 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 honesty of charity, right? Oh, yeah. And you talk about that, you're like, yeah. you're giving God, I'm like, boom, that's it. 100%. You get into that space, what you start to experience is that it's not about the superfluidities. No. It's about that holy movement. It's about that that harmo- harmonic movement. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can even, you know, without going too far into it for anybody who's interested, we definitely don't want to reveal any spoilers, but you ever realize that at that one moment, nobody's saying, hey, can you give brother fluff this much no it's whatever you can give that you receive there's not a limit on it it's all about what you can give so that little bit of love or a lot of love it's about the potential it's about covering your butt till you can make it and that's the truest form of love that i see oh my god right so the the craft in so many spaces the way that the invariance to the church, right? The craft honors the individual, mm-hmm. whereas the, the church really exemplifies the body. You know, within the craft, right? You were never asked beyond what you could be asked for. No, what was with, no. within bounds, and that mm-hmm. was something within a world which is very gimme, gimme, gimme. God, it is crazy out there. Like, do mm-hmm. this, do that. Even when it comes to fraternal groups, you want to learn. Well, you've got different churches which are like, well, come join this study group. Even high magic societies, just the influences in all different directions, asking you, pulling you, trying to recruit you. But you know the one that doesn't? Freemasonry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we exemplify the rule of 15%, 100% to a T every time. 15% of your brothers are going to show up for you whenever you should have 100%. But 15% of your brothers are going to actually answer the phone, text you back, come to lodge, show up for a degree. That's just how it is. But that 15%, they will support you 100%. And it's, oh, it's just beautiful. And that power of support does a lot, right? So you talk about, you know, where you were in the beginning of life, how you, 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 you basically, you, you were embraced by the lodge. Where are you going in life right now? And how has the craft supported you? Or likewise, you know, it doesn't just, if, if the craft is made oh, it man. difficult, how has it made it hard? You know, honestly, I'll be completely honest. I, I tell this to people. I get asked all the time, what are your disappointments in Freemasonry? And it's all, you know, it's a troll that's asking you this question. You know, they're trying to get you to say something bad about Freemasonry, but you know, 
honestly, that answer for me is the disappointment is that I'm a man and I'm sinful, right? There is no perfect man, so there's no perfect lodge because lodges are built by men. Mm. And saying that, you're going to have brothers that let you down. Yeah, You're going to have brothers that are going to say, hey, I'll be there, and they don't show up. You're going to have brothers that talk bad about each other behind each other's back. You're going to have little clicks. You're going to do anything that a group of men would do. But as a Freemason, you have the tools to separate that, right? You have yeah, that common yeah, gavel right. to break it down and smooth yourself out so you fit better inside that lodge. It's just about learning how to use those tools and learning how to divide, ugh, learning how to divest yourself from the rest of the bad chaff, right? You got to break free from that stuff. So, you know, I'm really trying to be for my future. I'm trying to be a Freemason for Freemasons, right? Uh, I like to fly airplanes every now and then. I don't have my pilot's license yet, but I do love aviation. And there's this term, the pilot's pilot. I want to be the Mason's Mason, not because I have to. But because I want to, I want to be the guy that like that. that people come to. And it's like, you know, I don't know if this lodge is right for me. Do you know another lodge? Yeah, absolutely. Let's take you to another lodge. I want to be the guy that, you know, I might not be the best ritualist because I am a new Mason. I was initiated May 30th, 2019. Uh, so I'm, I'm a newer Mason. When you look at all the 70 years and 50 year pins that are being handed out at the end of the day. But I want to be the guy that, you know, hey, I'm having trouble with this ritual work. Can you come help me with this? Yeah, of course. Or I want to be that guy that said that has a friend that comes over and is like, I need some money. Can you help me figure out how to raise some money? Absolutely. That's the type of Mason I want to be. I want to be there through the hope. I want to be there through the faith. I want to be there through the charity. I want to be the pillars in support of my lodge, of my community. That's just plain and simple. That's where I want to go. I got guys that are telling me, hey, you know, because <clears throat> I am in, I am in the officer's line right now, right? I'm a measly junior steward, but this is the position where I get to serve my lodge, where I learn how to take care of my brethren. And I will make it to the East one day, undoubtedly. I will make it to the East unless the good Lord decides to take me home. But I got some brothers that are like, man, you know, you really ought to think about being DDGM. No, it's not about the titles. It's not about the accolades. I just want to be there to do the work that I'm called to do. So if I ever get asked, we'll think about it at that time, but I'm not, I'm not playing with that right now. Right. We're not tampering with that crap. What we're doing is we're doing the best job that we can be in the position that we're at. And then moving forward from there, just continue to learn and grow because the more we learn and grow, right. My favorite part of the, of the charge of a master, the most beautiful part, uh, as you increase in knowledge, you will improve in social intercourse. It's a promise. It's an assurance. And in such yeah. points, like that, and I'll be honest, that's where the, the craft is, is not, it's so practical. Yeah. As a young man, there are points like I, you know, I, I am a master Mason and I will stand to it proudly and can defend it to try me and to be tried again. But in yeah. life, I am an entered apprentice. I am not in a state of youth. I, I, yeah. I'm young. I can't challenge that. So my perspectives will be bound with those tools where, mm -hmm. where the, the only way that I can, I can get out of them. I can move from this degree to the, to the next. And the thing is, once you've moved to the next, you could never go back to the first. No. So no. symbolically we're given these steps and these examples of where to go, what these phases but will look like. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This is good. You're always an entered Prince Mason. You will always be a fellow craft Mason. Do those working tools, were they ever taken away from you? No. As no. a master, you are you are to use each tool given to you all the time. And I think we miss that as master masons. I think some 100%. of us forget. So what I love what I love about that is because you're 100 percent right. You you as a master, you are entitled and expected to use them, all of them, but at different times and in different places. The master who is a, who's not worthy is he who wielded the common gavel in the temple. Mm-hmm. These are not tools to be found there. So you got, so you got, you got a lot of masons. This is where it's like you, you know, when we talk about because it's not. I don't believe there really is any negativity that has any actuality within the crowd outside of what you described, right? Which is yeah, a reality yeah, yeah. based on we're always improving. 
Yeah. But the fact that we have the fluid dynamics and the ability to do it, I really, there's, it's hard to find negative. But yeah. one that I could find is one of those places where you get individuals who are very much supported by the idea that they're, oh, I'm now a master. I took all three yeah. of my degrees in one day, or I got one of them a month. It's like the entered apprentice are for seven years mm -hmm. before they went, mm -hmm. to, went to the next one. Like, yeah, we get so disconnected sometimes with, 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 the severity yes. of what these symbols are trying to convey to us and to yes. give to us. I feel like you get a lot of brethren who start within the craft and they, they're like, oh, I've got all of these. So I need to start making these connections. I need to start doing yeah. all of these things. It's like, no, what you need to do is measure your time. Do you show up at Lodge? Can you, could you open Lodge if you had to? Like, right, are you right. a Mason's Mason? As you said, could yeah. you be that yeah. dude to fill in any spot because you are proficient? Yes, yes. And let me even kind of, throw it off a little bit there. I mean, my main focus in life is the Blue Lodge. I love the Blue Lodge. I know a lot of 32nd degree Scottish Rite Masons that don't come back to Blue Lodge. I know a lot of Shriners that don't come back to Blue Lodge. Yeah. I know some York Rite. I'm I'm in Commandery. I'm a, I'm a Knights Templar in Commandery. I know some York Rite that don't represent the Blue Lodge anymore. You can't forget your base. No, Because it's just like you said earlier. You don't have that base. Your roof's going to fall down. Is that I mean... This is it. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love the York right. I love the Scottish yeah. right. But they were made by Masons. Masons. They were made by people mm -hmm. who took their entire life and dedicated it yes. to evolving these things and to sharing these words. But they did it from the Blue Lodge. Yes. They did it yes. from home. Like, like, I like. I we write book. I'm writing a book. Mm -hmm. uh, I know. I know a bunch of other Masons. We're, we're creating the movie. We're doing all of the. We're creating all of these uh, these these forms of content. These videos. These legacies to mm -hmm. give freely into the archives of our our fellow fraternity right? right and it's not this is scottish right this is we're, we are standing back at home yeah. back in the blue lodge lighting those pillars mm -hmm. and if we don't we're gonna lose everything i mean it's just I, I use this analogy a lot it's all about the birthday cake right you can get a great three-layer birthday cake and you can just eat that spongy cakey part you can get completely full on that that is what the Blue Lodge is. And you can eat so much that you're happy, fat, and content for the rest of your life. And you can imagine what the icing tastes like, but no, you know, we got to add that icing on. We got to add that Scottish Rite on there. Gotta and then we got to make Scottish it, right. I love we got to make it a little pretty and put some York Rite sprinkles on it. And then if you really want to party, you go get the candles and you light the fires with the Shriners. But if you don't have that sponginess, that goodness, you have nothing. It's just sugar. It's it just did. sugar. Oh, corn, wine, and oil, baby. You got to <laughs> exactly. have the sustenance. You, you got to have can't it. just be sugar. Oh, no. oh, brother fluff. See, this is this, <laughs> these are the conversations I look for, right? Because even in these places, just these this refreshing perspective and energy and engagement back into a space where it's like, don't get me wrong. I, I like a part of my uh, my pagan practice, so to speak, just being that weird right. part is I 100% believe I'm a reincarnated Mason. I believe that right. I can close my eyes and tap back into lifetimes of being a Mason in different places in this reincarnated path and place. Sure. I know that because I walk into Lodge and I'm like, I have the same grumpy ass disposition towards young fuckers <laughs> and like, no, it should be this. And then, are, are you and, even a past master yet? No. So I am, um, I am, I have not, I, I, I don't stay put. I'm a gypsy. I'm a traveling right, man. As right. well, so it's very difficult for me to stay in one place long enough to be a master for that long. I'm not a master right. for that long, but to be in that own space. I'm a dual member of a, of Neosho number 247 in Neosho, Missouri, and then Teo right. 104 here in Colorado Springs. Right. Um, no, but I tell you what, with the way the craft looks today, I feel like we are going to have a vast many Masons, yourself yep. being one of them, who sit and hold the East before the seven-year mark. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. My, my, my line's pretty full. Yeah. It may be six years, but we, I'm blessed. And that's another thing about my journey is I am absolutely blessed to be a part of a non-stagnant lodge. I wouldn't say that we're growing to the numbers that I would like us to grow right now, but every man who is raised to the sublime degree has potential to serve. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we're all looking for that potential to serve. And uh, if I was trying to be the nice guy, and I got a brother who was raised right after me. We actually kind of went through our degrees together. 
mm-hmm. uh, I was raised or I was initiated first. He was initiated, and then I was a felt passed passed to Felcraft, and then he was passed, and then I was raised, and he was raised. So he never made it to any of my degrees, but I went to all of his. He, I mean, he was just right after me. So we studied a lot together. We talked a lot together, and uh, if I would have been like two days quicker. I would have been senior steward instead of junior steward. But I was like, no, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to let them fill it up and all that stuff. And finally, one of my buddies was like, hey, if you really want to get to the East, uh, you realize how long it's going to take with this line right now? And I was like, okay, let's ask. And so let's get in. Well, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's an honor. And I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. an honor and a privilege that, that a lot of me is because like, you, I don't know, I think you've, you may have seen the, the, the video tour of my lodge here in Colorado. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's as big as that is, right? We have maybe 60, 70 Masons there. Maybe right. Maybe 10 who show up every month. Yeah. And this is a yeah. place whereby the resources and the conveniences is like, we have more things that we could, we could be doing that we could possibly know to be doing. But then I could still roll back out to the ocean, Missouri, play lodge, a rural lodge that has 250 some odd members. Yeah. Still, only there's only 10 that show up. Man, that is so weird. And I don't understand why. I, I just don't get it. You know, uh, my lodge, we do have a lot of brothers that have moved on, you know, um, I'm from Lubbock. So my local area is a college town, mm-hmm. a university town. And so we have brothers come in who are working on their doctorates, working on their masters. And of course, as, as you're traveling upon your own level of time, it's going to take you to different places than where you're always at. So you're going to move on and we understand that. And that's completely fine, but it's really weird whenever you're looking through the roster sheets, right? And it's like, I've never met this guy. I've never met this guy. I've never met this guy, but he's an active dues paying member and he lives, you know, in Florida, <laughs> you know, it's just crazy. It's crazy to me. I don't really understand it, but at the same time, I love them because they're still supporting the lodge financially. Yeah. I'll be honest. And that's one of those things where it's like, I can, I can appreciate them from a distance. And that's kind of the way that I, mm-hmm. I, like, to, I like to look at it is it's like, yeah, you guys have paid the bills. You guys are hundred percent of critical support. You got to have your stone regularly coming in, you know, that yeah. lumber regularly being floated down. But yeah, but it doesn't mean that it does not get exhausting being the only bearded bastard who's now grayed himself having regularly, right. you know, moved through <laughs> all of these different parts. And you're like, wow, why yeah. is like it? It hurts my heart on a certain level when and because I bet you you'll write, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, who does the same individual in your lodge give the staircraft staircraft staircase lecture man has given it we have three maybe four brothers in my lodge that can do that oh shit that's hopefully i will be one soon hopefully i'll be one soon because i love 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 that position in that degree and I really want to do it. it. But one thing that we're working on in my area, my area has uh, six lodges in the county. Okay. So we have a ton. We're two districts, six county or six lodges. And one thing that I personally have been working on a lot is uh, social networking and, and making Facebook groups for all the area Masons. So I actually took, took a pencil and did a circle around every town that is within two hours away from my my home lodge i've been getting brothers together we have about 106 members now but i have all these brothers we take a vote on facebook we do a poll i give them a list of three lodges that we could potentially visit we vote on it and then we go visit and so once we get to that lodge i recruit those brothers and i say hey just so you know the reason why we're here we are the travelers we would like to have you join us traveling gobble oh that's cool yeah, except it's just it's just us getting on Facebook saying, hey, where we want to go. And so we do that. And what that has caused is, you know, and I was a baby, baby Master Mason when I made this group. I did it just because I wanted to go experience these lodges. I heard that there was a whole bunch of rural lodges that were actually dying out because COVID just decimated them, you know. Oh, yeah. And I, I got to share this story. It's the first time that I did it. So uh, this was in February of 2020. And... I called, or not 2020, 2021. Yeah, 2021. I called uh, the secretary of the lodge that we'd voted on. And I said, hey, this is my name. This is what lodge I'm in. Listen, I have a group. At that time, we had probably 30 members, but you know, I had eight committed to actually traveling. I said, I have a group of eight brothers. 
we would like to come to your to your lodge and visit with you guys. What are your COVID restrictions right now? Are y'all serving food? Is there anything we can do for you while we're there? You know, we'll bring anything up from Lubbock. You know, I don't care if your grandma needs us to pick up some groceries. We'll do it. Whatever you need. And this secretary was a wonderful guy. And he started crying on the phone. They hadn't been able to have lodge in over two years because they'd only had before COVID about five members that would show up regularly. During COVID, they would only have two. And so they would come in, they'd sit in the kitchen, they'd talk about paying bills, pay what needed to be paid and just move on with life. He cried when he found out that there would be enough master masons in there to sit in every seat and perform ritual because they hadn't done it and so on. And it made me cry because I didn't realize what kind of an impact that this little Facebook group was going to have. So we went and we worked with them, started going to other lodges, just the same thing, same reaction everywhere we went. But we started getting some lodges that were like, hey, you know, we've had these petitioners that have petitioned. They've been petitioned for like eight months. We cannot get enough people to do the degrees. Do you think you guys could help us set up a degree team? Well, I'm I'm a baby. But I'm like, yeah, I'll talk yeah. to some people. I'll, I'll talk to them. some people. And what that has eventually turned into is we started another appendant body chapter, right? Just what masonry needs, another body. Uh, but I'm part of the grotto. And part of the grotto's mission besides the special smiles for special kids charity that we'd give to is the complete support for blue lodges. And really? within that, mm-hmm. within I, I, that, I've heard of grotto, but I've, I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant. See that? Yeah. Educated. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, not to talk bad about Shriners or anything like that, but the Shriners, you know, uh, they've kind of been, they've been getting squeezed, right? Everybody knows what they do with the Shriners children's hospital and all that. And, and it's kind of a joke here that when you're a Shriner, you forget about Blue Lodge because you just want to hang out and party all the time or whatever. And that's not necessarily the case. I hang out with a lot of Shriners. I love the Shriners. Uh, but that's not their main focus to take care of the Blue Lodge anymore. Grotto can go in. We can do fundraisers. We can do charities. We can do degree teams. We can do whatever we want to support them. So I knew that, hey, I wasn't going to be able to set up these degree teams because I'm not conversed enough in the ritual work to be able to say, hey, this guy here knows this part. This guy here knows this part. But I got with a team of community masons that have since then decided to start the grotto. And now we have a traveling degree team that is 100% supporting these outlying lodges. And I mean, we're putting on degrees right and, right, uh, right and left. I mean, it, it, it is what we're about. The formalized education alone with, within the craft, like formalized Masonic education mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to get within that because, I mean, to be honest, the esoteric secrets, the, the, the mm -hmm. personal and by secrets, you know, just those things which allow you to better understand you and why you move the way you do that are hidden within those degrees. You don't get to, to, to really learn them until you, unless you're doing them. Yeah. You're talking about them. Yeah. You're moving through them because there's a lot of people where it's like, is it where I've experienced in many cases is with, with, some of the the lengthy things within the craft that really yeah. require brethren to be committed or to have to just if nothing else put some fucking work you know put the nose yeah. to the grindstone um, yeah you you i find that it's the same person who's been doing it for the last 10 years seven years yeah. however and and that it breaks my heart when i see i'm like no we should have young masons sit beside this dude listening memorizing yes. like i mean shit when i was in awana they were they were religious with scripture memorization to such a degree that they came up with some uh repetitive system of like you get a wanna bucks just a basic reward system i'm like shit well if if we gave out pins for proficiencies if we started even just in a real mm -hmm. passive way and saying i don't know and i know that a lot of lodges do so this isn't yeah. anything on those yeah, that yeah. Do, no 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 making it engaged for those for those brethren on a way that like like what you're doing right you're yeah. using motion and movement and fluidity right not super fluidity yeah. but fluidity yeah to move and to stir these things and to create life back into these different bodies, these different lodges. That's incredible because yeah. you go in, you, you take that degree, you take it one time, mm -hmm. how it goes, whether or not, whether a brother coughed, sneezed, or, you know, shit himself, you're going to know <laughs> because of how attentive you are in that space and you yeah. working to train, not just to train, but to educate and to, to elevate other brethren through this venture, this laudable pursuit, brother, yeah. what a fucking honor. I'm so proud yeah. to hear that. No, it's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. I mean, it's it's just, you know, 
every time I even sit on the sidelines of the degree, I might not have a part, but I'm going to be at any degree I can be at. I actually missed one tonight, uh, and I kind of feel bad about it. But any degree that I can be a part of, I'm going to be in that degree. And if I'm sitting on the sidelines, guess what? I'm still learning because there's always something different. Nobody's journey is the same, not even through the degrees. You know, we, we do use the same ritual every time, but something might hit a different candidate or a different brother in a different way. And you see it in their face. I just, I, it, it, it blows my mind every time. But at the same time, you know, me knowing where I can sit, you know, there's some basic chairs that I know I can sit at and perform well, you know, if not great, I can perform well. Uh, but I really, I, I got contacted by one of the, the district deputy grandmasters one day and he's like, hey, do you know the charge? No, I don't know the charge. Can you memorize the charge? I'm sure mm -hmm. I can memorize the charge. It's in the monitor. All right. Uh, I haven't memorized by Tuesday. We're doing a degree. Okay. So I memorized that charge. And then that got me thinking. And he was like, anytime you want to do a charge, you can do it. And I was like, cool. So I started memorizing all of them. Well, now I'm kind of getting closer to having those down pat. I'm like, well, maybe I can do like Bible presentation or an apron presentation. And maybe we learn those down pat. And then I can start learning some lectures because I already know the first half of every degree, right? Oh, I had to, a, I, right? As a Texan Mason, you have to know the first half. So maybe I start learning the lectures. And if I start learning the lectures really well, maybe I start conferring degrees. You know, it's all just a natural domino. Once you start learning, your mind soaks it in. I mean, I hadn't done one of the charges in a couple of weeks. So I think it was yesterday that I was just like, all right, we're in the car. We're alone. Turn the radio off. Let's see if we can do it. And I did it. And I did it perfect. And I was like, can't do that in the lodge. <laughs> can't do that in the lodge. Dude, I don't even know you get me started. The amount of times I sit here and turn my little, turn the smoke lounge into a demi lodge for the purpose of practice. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, I'm a god. This is yeah. incredible. I yeah. walk into lodge and turn into a teeny bitty little bunny. I'm like I wet my apron. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like tripping and stumbling. And they're like, do you need to sit down? I'm like, yes. I do. Right. I'm gonna do well, that. Whenever you put that hat on, it just sucks up all your brain, you know. Yeah, I love that There's you said that. Our that. worship said that just the other just, just <laughs> last month. He's like, put the hat on, and it just it gets like three sizes smaller, and there goes all the blood flow. No, but it's. I mean, to be a part of anybody's degree, whether you're just showing up and being supportive, it's an honor, because it's like you said earlier. That's the only degree you're ever gonna get. My initiation was the only time I'm ever gonna be initiated. My passing is the only time I'm ever going to be passed. And God, I hope that my raising is the only time I've ever raised. You know what I mean? Fucking A. If somebody wakes my ass up, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the most impactful degree that you could possibly have. And it's just so much to take in. Nice wording. You, you, you can't do it. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> I, did, I did. I'm like, no. Right? <laughs> Well, Brother Fluff, as as I have enjoyed this conversation to the absolute tip of my Masonic pillar, I, what, what would you like to send off our brethren, our future candidates with who are who will be found here in the future to come? This is the biggest one that I always get asked. Why should I become a Freemason? Never ask yourself why. Ask yourself, why are you not a Freemason? Because if you truly look into it and you look at the good works that we do, the charity, the supporting each other and trying to make ourselves better at the same time, there's no reason that any man, any good man wouldn't want to be a part of this organization. So if you're sitting there and you're asking yourself, why am I not a Freemason right now? Find a lodge near you, show up and knock on that dang door for crying out loud, don't wait any longer. Knock on the door and figure out if it's right for you. You don't have to commit. You just have to show up. And that's oh. that's what I got. You got to show up. That's the biggest thing. Beautiful, beautiful words, Brother Fluff. And they're powerful for Masons and those seeking. You got to find out. This is not yeah. a theoretical taste physics. You've got to eat the broccoli to know if you like them. Yeah. And yeah. trust me, the green beans are the best. <laughs> right. <laughs> And you may end up spitting it out. And you know what? I don't, I, I personally don't care if it's not for you and you move on with your life. 
but I know where that point was at the beginning of thinking, man, I can never be a Mason. I can never be a Mason. What if I was a Mason? Why live that way any longer? Just go out and do it. Knock on the door. It's too damn good of a food not to try, right? Yeah. It, 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 the, the potential is too damn high, right? This ain't mm -hmm. no genie lamp. This ain't no Illuminati. We're not promising you world control. Ain't promising no. jack diddle shit. It's what you, no. you put into it is what you get out of it. So Don't you hate what? that? Oh, I love it. I love yeah, it. No, it, it's, no, it's, no, 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 no. I just hate that saying. I hate telling people that. It's, it's what you put in is what you get out. I hate telling people that. Yeah. Because I, you look at Freemasonry in my life, and I'm sorry for dragging it on. No, no. I'm sorry for dragging it on. You look at Freemasonry in my life, and it's like, oh, man, Fluff's really moved up from the 33-foot RV to the beautiful house that he lives in now. I got a fireplace in my backyard. I got good friends. I got things going for me. Yeah. It's because I showed up every time that I was asked to show up. And I took the information that was given to me and I used the working tools to re to do a, a new formula on my life that has changed me for the better. And everybody can have that formula. You have to have the motivation to pick up the working tools and use them. A fucking man. Oh my God. That's it's, it's that simple, right? You people yeah. like, where's like, I'm not, don't feel like I'm getting enough out of it. Have yeah. you used them? Right. And yeah. This is not the internet. You can't control all the way. You no. can't click. This is real world, right? Go pick up a stone. Go step outside. Go for a walk, right? The real real world is real and it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It requires patience. You got to learn to shut up, sit down and listen. Yeah. Follow the dude who figured out how to do it before you. Watch how he figured it out. Yeah. Listen to and, Brother Fluff. And, and you know, I, I have a little wood shop that, that me and another brother uh, run. And you know how many times I picked up a piece of wood and tried to carve into it and try and make it exactly what I want. Do you know how many times I've just chunked that piece of wood? <laughs> I mean, honestly, Thanks. I've chunked it. I've thrown it away. You can carve your life and you can shape and form your life, but you cannot throw your life away. This is the one shot you got. There's no template. This is the one shot you got. And that's all I got. <laughs> hey, you know what? Mom's spaghetti. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is but it's the reality right and that's why as builders we, we we place such importance on on measure twice cut once yes yes oh that's good oh man if you put that to life wow before See, you do something figure out if you really want to do it and then recheck yourself mm. crazy i don't i can't imagine what would happen if somebody did that mm, that's some good words right there that's some, that's some green beans words. <laughs> Brother Fluff, I love you very dearly. Thank you so much you for too. your time on this call, this chat. It's going to be up. Check out the comments, the things. I don't know. We'll do something great. This beautiful bastard is going to be in the Masonic movie. Make sure you keep an eye out in the progress. Go check out his TikTok and all other benches, 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 whatever we'll call it. Brother Fluff is a podcast. Podcast coming. <laughs> maybe soon yeah 100 uh, yeah. what whether or not I, it's it's a matter of me just having to show up and drag him into this one or we get to be uh we get to be featuring highlighting shouting out his specific podcast yeah. to come be well Thank brother. You, brother. so motive be my friend so motive be may the light shine